I'm your host here, Buzz, with co-host Sean. What's up, Sean? Hey, man. Man, it's been a long time. How the hell are you? Uh, pretty damn good, you know? Got a kid coming on the way, and I'm ready for a new Patriot season. Especially after the last one ended in such heartbreaking fashion. I wouldn't a, even say that. A blowout loss to the Josh Allen Bills. Wild card. It's not a heartbreak if, uh, yeah, it's a blowout. It's not a heartbreak if you overachieve too, I guess. This is true. <laughs> well, man, we've uh, it's been a while. Like as you said, congratulations. You have a kid on the way. I've also had one myself. Uh, we took the 2021 season off, thank God. Um, life has been crazy, but here we are, 2022 coming up upon us. We've already gotten past free agency, we've gotten past the draft. We got a few things to cover here today. And um throwing it out there for anybody that doesn't know we are on Podbean, we're on apple podcasts as well as youtube and on instagram for breaking news and some other uh clips and reels as well so be sure to give us a follow on those platforms but um today sean we're kind of gonna kind of recap here what uh, has been beaten like a dead horse a little bit we talk a little bit about our thoughts and grades on the draft for how the dolphins and patriots did and uh, also talk about who we think is going to be a breakout star for each of our teams. And then where do we see the 2022 season going? That's the hot question when there's nothing going on in June um, as we record today in June. So I'm going to start off and uh, ask you, did Bill fulfill all your wildest dreams in the 2022 draft? Did he make a wish upon a star and draft that star player that New England needs to build on what they already have. So I'm just going to give you my fair criticism. So sitting here watching the draft live and, you know, the backstand of a bar and I'm sitting here with my stepdad and others gathered around as we're closely watching the draft. I was just disgusted, disgusted by our first round draft pick. Disgusted. Um, yeah. They took a lineman, um, Cole strange. That's strange. Uh, center. They, Pretty strange pick. Um, you know, I would I, I was thinking, you know, considering they let JC Jackson walk away in free agency. Um, yes, he did command, you know, 21 mil, you know, a year. Yeah, obviously that's not Bill's kind of thing. So he let him walk. Uh, took Cole Strange, and yeah, kind of strange pick. 20 you mentioned that real quick. 21 mil. Bill went on that spending spree the this prior off, not this offseason, but the last offseason, 2021 right. offseason. I do find it a little weird that he didn't at least make an attempt for JC, but that's just me, especially at 21 mil. The market is what it is with cornerback. I don't know. I'm guessing Bill just thinks, you know, he's going to do what Bill does. And, you know, he finds these uh, cornerbacks dime a dozen. You know, he pulls him undrafted, you know, later in the draft picks. He kind of finds that raw athleticism and tries to get something out of the lower class in the schools. But as long as they have the IQ and they have some of the physical scrappy traits, he seems to pull that. So I'm guessing that's what he did. But this draft really threw me like completely off the Cole Strange pick. Yes, 
the Patriots need a lineman. I'm not sold on Isaiah Wynn on left tackle. They let Shaq Mason go. Another crazy freaking trade. Like I, I just couldn't, I could not grasp a fourth round for Shaq Mason, who's a top five lineman in the NFL. They sent him to the Bucks, helping out our guy Tom Brady. I guess I'm not sure. Um, Tinfoil hat. So our second round draft pick, we pick up a receiver that took me completely by surprise. You know, I thought after the Harry receiver kind of acquisition we got from our draft pick and we saw, you know, he kind of fell flat on his face. I didn't expect Bill to take a guy like that early again. Um, this is, uh, you know, Thornton, you know, the Baylor guy, uh, you may know him. He, you know, was the fastest receiver that came out of the draft. Also another like kind of strange thing that Bill typically doesn't fall in love with, you know, the top things you see in the combine, you know, the, the only thing he really looks for is people with the seven cone drills for whatever reason, they got good hips, real agile. That's what he looks for. Uh, you know, Thornton took him Baylor straight line speed. Um, you haven't seen the Patriots do that since Chad Jackson. Um, if you didn't know, he was a complete bust. So hopefully we're not going Patriot down that legend. road. Yeah, hopefully we're not going down the same road. Uh, they took another few uh, strange picks besides Cole Strange. You know, uh, they got two running backs, two corners. Um, the two running backs, you know, Kevin Harris, he's the big one. He's also another uh, pretty fast guy. Um came from, you know, the college of the Jack rabbits. So he ran a 4.38, had a pretty good college. So I'm guessing that's going to further on kind of explain why Damian Harris is in that last year of his rookie contract. So I'm thinking the ratings probably on the wall for him um, with that kind of signing. So I'm kind of fine with that. Not a big deal. Um, the two corners. So you got Mac Jones and then you got, Jack Jones kind of weird how that kind of works. Um, one of the Jones being the third round draft pick. He seems to be the guy so far that I hear in the off season. He's really hitting it off. He's really looking good. Um, he's kind of filling in the slots with Terrence Mitchell or uh, off season pickup. So these are all just like kind of not really sure. You know, you let JC Jackson go. You don't have that. Number one, you sign Malcolm Butler, you know, I don't know if you remember that guy, you know, interception Seahawks run the damn ball in the red zone for a Super Bowl, you know, whatever, you know, nothing, Leave nothing Pete Carroll alone. So that's being kind of not really sure what's going at cornerback. Hopefully the two acquisitions they take in uh, the draft for the corner kind of help fill out those draft needs. So, you know, we're not having Jalen Mills, you know, on the outside getting burned by uh, Devontae Parker <laughs> leading me off to my next point. Devontae Parker, one of our uh, wide receiver acquisitions in the free agency. I, I don't know. You may know him. Give me a little rundown about Devontae Parker when he was a Dolphin. Devontae Parker, uh, versatile, big throw it out, catch the ball kind of receiver. He's a mismatch when he is healthy. I think he's a good target for red zone for Mac Jones, uh, which is probably a big reason why going back to that last season, uh, 2021 season for Mac Jones, he kind of struggled finding who his go-to red zone guy is. But I think what we're going to find is uh, wide receiver wise, Parker's going to be that guy when he's healthy. They'll, you guys will probably get a good 10, 11 games out of him this coming season. Um, Going by history, you could get a full season. We got one full season out of him. When we did, he was the best receiver in the AFC with Fitzpatrick at the helm. So um, you might remember that game, too. He actually 
just completely manhandled Stefan Gilmore, who was the defensive player of the year. So um, I, I think you're going to get a lot of good big body receiver play out of him when he is healthy. So I, I, it was a good get for New England. And I think we got, what did we get, a fourth or a third for him? Um, good value pick, I think. But it, it comes with some question marks around you know, availability, which is Bill's big thing. But he all, it's so weird. The Bill's saying, right? The best ability is availability. And he always yes. goes for injury prone guys. Well, because then that <laughs> leads into other Bill's other quandary of comments being it's all about the value. The value, right. Value. Why spend the money on Lays when you can get great value brand? Exactly. 98 so, cents cheaper. Wrapping up some of the draft talk and the free agency, Patriots outside of, you know, Malcolm Butler, Devontae Parker, not really a whole lot. You know, you said they went on that spending spree of the year prior. Um, you know, we're trying to figure out where Johnu Smith kind of fits in still. Um, you know, letting go some of those uh, outside linebacker uh, previously. Um, it, it looks like Hightower is probably on the outs. He's probably uh, going to retire. Resign Devin McCourty. You let Kyle Van Noy go. Um, we're trying to kind of shape out and see if those younger linebackers over the past years that the Patriots have drafted, are they really going to make that push, make that next step? You know, you're going to, you want, you want to get the cheaper guys that are younger, have some athleticism, see what you got there. You know, you're talking about Cam McGrone. He was injured his whole past year. You didn't see him. Ronnie Perkins, you know, a healthy scratch. What's going on there. He was a fourth round draft pick. And then you got Josh Shea that came out of Michigan, you know, Chase Winovich didn't work out. Let him go. Josh Shea, he he flashed in spots in training camp in the past two years. And also he had some flashes in the NFL when he actually did get that rotation. So maybe that comes to fruition. But besides that, it is an all out brawl for the Patriots secondary to see who's going to really fill in those roles. You know, Marcus Jones, he's been injured. We haven't really seen him. That was their third round draft pick. Right. Um, but Jack Jones really seems to be the guy so far. Um, so we're going to see how that kind of shapes up. But besides that, Patriots, two running backs, kind of strange. Cole Strange, really strange. Um, hopefully he fills in that guard spot, Shaq Mason. Maybe you kick out. Uh, you know, we, we kept Brown. So Brown's going to probably be our right tackle. And when, you know, he didn't show up for, uh, he didn't show up for mini camp. So hopefully he's not trying to, you know, fight for an extension because, you know, he's coming close to his rookie deal as well. So what we're going to see how that kind of shakes up. Um, and the last pick that I forgot to mention, Bailey Zapp at quarterback, you know, smaller guy, got some zip on an arm. Some have compared him to uh, Drew Brees. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that ain't going to be the case, but hopefully he's a good backup when the case be's. Mac Jones losing some weight, looking real good. Let's see if he makes that next step. Cause I really think that is all that matters in this off season is the receivers, the offensive line making that continuity move is Mac Jones going to take the next step and is the defense for the Patriots going to be the younger team we want them to be? They're going to have, you know, some sore spots, but let's see if they can make that transition. That's going to basically play out this whole new youth movement. So we'll see from there. But besides that, Buzz, uh, tell me about the Dolphins. What's going on in Miami? Well, as you know, um, we were limited on our draft picks because we actually traded away um, three picks this year. Uh, maybe four, uh, five total picks because Ooh. 
we actually have Tyreek Hill now. Who's Sean. that guy? Who's that guy? I'm not familiar. Uh, fastest player in the NFL. Um, hands down. There's no question about it. He is absolutely the fastest player in the NFL. He's a killer at speed. We already had Jalen Waddle, so two opposites there. Waddle and Hill, you're going to be having a lot of speed there. Um, we only had a, a handful of picks this draft, so and we'll I'll talk more about Tyreek Hill and some of the other free agency picks that uh, we got. But uh, there are a couple hits, I thought, um, some questionable draft choices of ours, too, looking at the lay of the land, considering what we picked up this offseason and whatnot. Um, I'm going to start with third round is where we first came in, pick 102. We came in with a pick that I thought was a very solid, very safe bet, a good, solid choice. I, I gave it an A rating. Um, we picked up Channing Tindall, who's a linebacker from Georgia, mm-hmm. and he played in that championship team there, um, had some really solid seasons. He was that in that outstanding duo that was there with uh, Nicobe Dean was another one on that defense and that Georgia defense over the last four years, there's like 12, 13 players drafted yeah. from it. So he's one of those guys that has a, been a major contributor there. Really his thing is he's a spy guy. So we drafted him particularly for Josh Allen. That's basically why we drafted him, but he's going to provide us as a thumper. He's going to be pretty good when it comes to being uh, explosive with tackling. Um, he, he's going to be a solid pick. So I gave him an A. I think we did it justice on that one. And, um, you know, I'll give uh, Greer credit on that one. A good job overall. Uh, round four, we went in and we dipped. Now, again, I we, we've got Jalen Waddle, We've got Tyreek Hill. We picked up Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys. We've got uh, basically wide receiver is set, right? Well, round four, we come in and Miami drafts Eric uh, Izukanma, I think is how it's pronounced, from Texas Tech at wide receiver. I was kind of scratching my head at first. Um, as you know, uh, Miami's new head coach, uh, Mike McDaniel from the 49ers, very much so looking for the next Debo Samuel for Miami. He's kind of built a little bit um, in that Samuel type role. He's not the fastest guy, but you know he's somebody that could maybe be used um, a little bit in that San Francisco scheme. He's not really the slot guy that we need, although he does play slot decent. He did uh, pretty well in Texas Tech. Um, he's going to be more of a versatile kind of wide receiver, which is why I think we drafted him. So um, I'm not too thrilled. Middle of the road, I say a C rating on that one. We'll see how it shakes out. Could be higher, could be lower, but I'm, I'm going to see what it does. I mean, he's a good player. Um, was he the BPA, best player available? I mean, there was a lot of depth. Me personally, I was hoping for another lineman because we picked up Connor Williams at left guard. We picked up Teron Armstead, of course, but you know, we need more depth because we still got Austin Jackson. We still got Liam Eikenberg guys who are struggling on the line. Um, really you know, uh, Robert Hunt we've got on the line. who's coming along well, but it's, we need depth considering we only have one actual center on the roster right now. And, and he's not even the center. It's going to be Connor Williams starting, which I got my thoughts about that. We get into the seventh round because We traded our fifth away, our sixth away. Um, We picked up Cameron Good, another linebacker, and he plays the better half of his career if you go back and look over uh, at his time in Cal. Um, He was a 4-3 guy. So he's a little bit of a question mark, I think, when it comes to, you know, we've got Andrew Van Ginkle plays a lot of that outside rusher, as you know. 
Um, he played a lot more on a blitzing. He played a lot more of that outside role. I just look at this as like a depth. That's the only thing I can think of a training camp body, maybe something like that. Um, reports have come out in the last few weeks that, you know, good has done no pun intended good at training camp and he's shown progress. So maybe he is going to be somebody we put in rotation and move around on that team. I'm not sure. You know, we have uh, Josh Boyer as defensive coordinator, Gerald Alexander, of course, gone out as well as Brian Flores at head coach. So that defense, I'm not sure what it's going to look like. There's a lot of adversity, if you want to call it controversy over play calling in the 2021 season, Miami's first half of the season, abysmal on defense, second half, um, rumor mill and reports from local writers and national pundits is that Gerald Alexander flow took over play calling Boyer was stripped of it. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, So we'll see how that plays out, but I think that's just a depth piece. I give it about a C C plus. So go ahead. You you touched on something there. So you were talking about play calling a little bit and considering the ambiguity of I don't know, maybe a certain head coach you were talking about. Tell me a little bit about his play calling history. Uh, Mike McDaniel, Josh Boyer, or Brian Flores? Mike McDaniel. I mean, he's the new guy in town. You know, uh, Tell me a little bit about his history. Some of these guys probably don't know much about him because guess what? Outside of being Kyle Shanahan's puppet, I don't really know. So I'm. here's what I'm going to say um, before I finish out this because – we did make one more uh, draft pick. You know, it's not really much. Let me finish out round seven. <laughs> close it out. We drafted, you guessed it, a quarterback, right? Why not? Um, Skylar Thompson. I, I think this is just another body in training yeah. camp. Cheap backup to Teddy Bridgewater. We picked up as well. Maybe he makes the team. Maybe he doesn't. We'll see. I, I thought we did like maybe B minus to a C for our drafting overall um, for you know, 2022 draft. So nothing too terrible or anything like that. Um, So to touch on that, um, Mike McDaniel has played, he's been in the league 15 years. Um, I'm just going off of what I know. He has been in the league 15 years. He has been a position coach from running back to wide receiver to assistant position coaching for Cleveland, Atlanta, uh, you know, San Francisco, he's a run game coordinator. He's wherever basically um, Kyle Shanahan has gone. He has been there. He's never been away from Kyle Shanahan his whole career. So a lot of the praise he gets uh, comes from his time in San Francisco, where he was um, reported to be the run game coordinator. Now what that entails, well, run game coordinator, basically trying to strategize and think of blocking the schemes, opening up lanes, trying to figure out how are we going to deal with that front seven of a defense? How are we going to fool to bring up that back four? Um, it's really just more so about picking and choosing sch- uh, schemes on an offensive line and trying to find the best players to fit that scheme. Um, when it comes to play calling, he was promoted for 2021 to the offensive coordinator when he's promoted to offensive coordinator in 2021 however there's a lot of gray area there when it comes to play calling there are reporters from san francisco that have said from the bay area there that he did not call plays um he was part of a committee but it was kyle shanahan who would call plays so he would input but he wouldn't be the one calling the plays or making those audibles uh, in real time that was all kyle shanahan which seems very much so like 
Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan. Other reports have said that he would call plays to Kyle Shanahan and then Kyle Shanahan would either approve or veto an audible himself. Um, the reality and the objective stance on that is we don't know what we're getting with Mike McDaniel. We don't know um, what his level of uh, staff you know, that he put together is going to do. We know that he made some changes to offensive line coach, offensive coordinator, quarterback coach. A lot of the people that he put in those positions on the offensive staff are first time in the role that they're in or the staff position. He is also a first time head coach, only being an offensive coordinator for one season in his 15 years. So to me, rumor mill going around at the time was, you know, Tom Brady, Sean Payton coming to Miami. That was starting to come out. Of course, the Brian Flores lawsuit blew all that up. I don't even think it was a rumor, honestly. Yeah. I I, I think they were pretty, you know, just laissez flare. Like they they didn't even want to talk about it because it was almost like it, 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 it was just a given that, you know, Tom Brady was flirting with it. He, you know, came out and said he was going to retire. You know, he tried to make it like muddy the water a little bit. It felt like, when the reports came out that Tom Brady was looking to move on from Tampa, it looked like it forced his hand. So he just said he was going to retire when he found out that the reporting of the filing of the lawsuit was coming out with, um, you know, flow. So it it does look like there is smoke in the fire. Like there was a fire going on and I think there was something there. So for that case, I do agree. But so, there's a lot of, like you were saying, ambiguity with uh, Mike Daniels. Not really sure what we're getting there. You know, he's a player coach. I, I think from the reports so far, it looks like, you know, they're banging that drum. Um, no, I they're banging the drum. This is what I don't like. Because every time we go down this path with a head coach, it's not strictly Miami, but a head coach. Whenever you call someone a guru, <laughs> it doesn't end well. Yeah, that Adam Gase guy, what a guru he was. So that they stopped calling him an offensive guru and they started calling him a player's coach. Yeah, there's okay. So there's nothing wrong with the players coach. Pete Carroll is a player's coach, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's a super, he's also a coach. Well, (laughs) so I'll say this Pete Carroll had a lot more experience when he got to the head coach position there in New England and took it to college level in USC. He's got multiple, he's got both pro and college levels of success with play calling, with running a staff, with running a team, whether yep. it's scouting departments or whether it's, you know, college level scouting and, and drafting and things like that. Um, there's just, for me, I can't say one way or another, I would have preferred if we went with an experienced head coach, preferably a Sean Payton, excuse me, or preferably like a, a Jim Harbaugh, somebody that we had more experience with, because this is now the seventh first-time head coach the Miami Dolphins have hired in a row. Yeah, Seven. and as you would know, outside of flow, this um, this bodes well for New England fans typically as, you know, they they kind of see this and they go, that's opportunity. And guess what? They're going to – Bill's going to also take that opportunity. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that opportunity with, you know, a new offense, new quarterback. And Could be the next Sean McVay. Who could knows? be the next Cam Cameron. I don't a hot know. Shot. Who knows? Could have but, a, um, a good 10 and six season, so, go to the playoffs and then fall off a cliff. Adam Gates. So know. here, here's a point that you were talking about is, you know, he was helping, um, you know, call some of those blocking schemes with running. And, and you know what, here's the thing you mentioned Tyree kill and, you know, you got Jalen Waddle and you got, 
you know, the hot shot from uh, Dallas too at your uh, third position at wide receiver. How, how's Miami's run game looking? You know, you got some new guys there, huh? Well, I will <laughs> go over this. So as far as free agency goes, we had some big splashes, right? We were quiet for a while. Um, we did resign Emmanuel Ogba. We did tag Gasicki. Um, we took care of money for X. So X is here, which by the way, McCordy over there in New England said that X is the best cornerback in the league. So um, I would agree with that. So there's that. And I would have to agree too. Um, so a couple quick things on who we picked up to talk about the run game. So we got Teron Armstead. We picked up, of course, um, a lot of question marks about his health and ability to stay healthy. He's only played, you know, I think he stayed healthy for nine games last year, maybe 10. Well, we got him for five years, 75 mil. We've got uh, 43 guaranteed. So out of that, so it's about 15 mil a year average, but he's got 43 guaranteed. We'll see if he makes the five years. Probably not, but if we get three out of him, we get some solid games. We get 30 games out of him, we'll be good. Um, Real important piece there. Connor Williams, left guard from Dallas. We moved to center. Um, As you know, Dallas has always been a really solid offensive line team especially when it comes to like running game pass protection. I mean, they've been a top five in the league for quite a while now. Um, We picked up for the running game. We got Chase Edmonds. We picked up from Arizona. We picked him up for two years, 12 mil. I thought it was a little too much in my opinion, because Edmonds is not an every down back. And of course we're switching to a run by committee approach, which is, you know, the San Francisco familiar with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, New England did it as well. Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, you know, whoever else they wanted to throw in there. Um, we also picked up Alec Ingold. So we, we brought a fullback in, the one from Vegas, uh, from the Raiders there. And we brought him in for two years for 6.5 mil. We also brought in Raheem Mostert. Hmm. Um, Mr. Knee. Here's the interesting thing. Um, Raheem Mostert is gonna, is 30 years old. We brought him in on a one-year $2.1 million deal. He's got at least a million guaranteed, I think. Our running back room right now is Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. Uh, we still have Miles Gaskin. We picked up Sony Michelle, um, as you know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was hoping we would have a bell cow. I was hoping we'd get a bruiser back that we could trust in those third and you know third down situations third and short like one two three four goal line situations maybe they're thinking Ingold will be similar to that he's no use check right use check is a is a unicorn at fullback very versatile Ingold's not as versatile decent value but I just the way that I see this is that my biggest question is not even so much the running back talent although it could be better Um, We could have drafted a little bit better instead of dipping back into, let's say, linebacker. Maybe we could have taken a a running back there. I think that's just the line is too paper thin, right? We still have Austin Jackson. We've got Liam Eichenberg. We've got, um, you know, uh, Connor Williams. We got Teron Armstead. That's great. But Teron Armstead is not going to make all 17 games this year, right? So who's going to fill his position in? What's well, probably going to be be Austin Jackson, who is terrible at left tackle. Terrible. It was so bad they moved him to, uh, I believe, left guard for a bit, and they moved Eichenberg to left tackle. 
you know, we have Williams is going to play center, who's a left guard. Michael Dieter, our center, was it good enough to beat our left guard at center? He's our backup. That's it. Like we were very, very paper thin at the offensive line with guys who are either not good or injury prone. And you talk about, you know, we we're, we're talking about, we're trying to be a, a running game team here because we're trying to take the pressure off of Tua a little bit. So he feels more relaxed and get him more time in the pocket. Right. Which I get you're, you're still going to run into issues because it's an, you know, 17 game season. Now injuries are going to happen things are going to pile up. And instead of bringing a guy in in a week six off the street and trying to get him acclimated, why didn't you draft another lineman? Why didn't you sign another lineman? You know, J.C. Treader was out there. He's got bad knees, but he's good for depth at least at the center position. Why didn't you bring in some of these other guys there, which they still could. It's not the end of the world, but um, I just, you know, it's going to be very hard when you have such a thin line that has so many question marks that to me as a Dolphins fan, Sean, and you can speak to this a little bit as we shift to new England as well. Question marks are not definitive answers. Yes. Tyreek Hill is a superstar. He's going to be Tyreek Hill. That's just how it is. He's going to get a thousand yards this year, just because he's a very fast player. He's good at run after the catch. That's not a question mark. The question mark is going to be, uh, you know, are they? Are we going to find success using him like he wants to be used with more punt returns and in a Debo Samuel role? Is that going to hurt him? Um, question marks are: Is the line going to stay healthy? Are we going to find ourselves with you know Raheem Mostert, who's thirty years old with bad knees, Sony Michelle, who's got injuries as well, some of those things. Tua, Tua's injury prone at this point. Most would say in his career, you know, he's played two seasons. He's been hurt twice. He's also had those injuries from college as well that have hindered him a lot, which the hip injury I think has. We'll see if he's recovered from that. Seems to be so. He puts his trainer puts out enough videos of him throwing. <laughs> um, Abysmal ones at that. Well, I, I, the thing is, is I we could talk about stuff like that, but I don't, I'm looking at the season. When we're in pads, when we're in, you know, third right. long, when we're in those yeah, situations. That doesn't mean much when it's not like being competitive drills. Right. So there's just, to me, the, the coaching, to the players, uh, health-wise on that line, to the running game, there's just a lot of question marks, man. It could go a lot of different ways. Yeah. And I think some people buy into, like, that's hopeful, right? Because our offense wasn't that great under Flores. I think it's going to be better. It could be. You would look at the pieces we got and say, yes, it could be should worse. Be. It should be. It, it all depends on how cohesive this thing is, and that's the reality of it. So run game-wise, I could see us being probably we're going to be top 18. We're going to be top 18 for sure, I believe. That's because we're going to have Armstead probably for half a season. How much further do we get past top 18? It's questionable. It's very questionable. I don't I don't know. But uh we'll see what happens. As far as question marks for New England, Sean. Yes. What we got Joe Judge, Joe Judgment Day. Uh we've got uh, Matt Patricia, who they has decided that the Ben don't break defense is all for kids now. He wants to do the offensive side of the ball, huh? Because he wants to be the next Josh McDaniels. Yeah. So um, you know, talking about some question marks outside of the Patriots, you know questionable drafting with you know not taking corners early um you know taking a center at an offensive line which i'm guessing is going to be a guard you know maybe they could have used a tackle you know that's besides the point because i think running back 
that the, the few questions I really have is running backs going to be good. You have safeties. You have plenty of safeties. You have safeties for days, you know, bringing back Devin McCourty, Adrian Phillips. Um, I forgot what's his name. They uh, signed that came from the Giants, Jabril Peppers. Yep. He's also another one where, you know, he has potential. You know, is he going to do it? I don't know. But the fact that the guy can tackle, at least, I'm going to take that. He's got a little athleticism. Um, they still have, uh, what's his name? That came out of Lenore Ryan. He was a safety. I almost forgot. He was one of those... Um, you know, they came out of division two and he, he kind of rounds it up into a decent player. Um, maybe he gets better at coverage, but besides that it's the corners. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. You know, just, just figure that out. You know, the Patriots are going to have a lot of cap room next year. They're going to, they're going to fix that defense. They're going to figure it out. That's bills bread and butter. I'm pretty confident. It's not going to be star studded star laden. You know, you don't, you don't have that all around number one guy. You have some question marks in the linebacker crew. I'm happy with Christian Barmore. I think the defensive front as being the line is good. The safeties are good. So I'm not like, I, I would like defense to have less question marks, but Mac Jones, I'm very confident. He had a very good rookie season. Um, you know, some of those young guys that you uh, did receive, you know, Nelson Aguilar, Kevin Bourne, Kevin Bourne really came strong at the end of the year. He did. Hopefully John Smith does something. Hunter Henry, he was a knockout of the park, I think. Um, yep. You know, N- Nelson Aguilar, he's got to do a little more. Um, maybe if a he's little. pushed to slot, maybe in the slot, because I'm guessing maybe you have Thornton. You know, you're bringing back uh, Jacoby Myers. You know, they have a bunch of B-class talent, I feel like, at receiver. And Mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, they excel. Running back crew, strong. I think they're top five in the NFL. No question marks there. Offensive line, tackle, maybe some question marks. Trent Brown, does he stay healthy? Isaiah Wynn, are you going to give us something more than falling on the ground and hoping they trip over you? Um, Cole Strange, I think he's going to be good. They're usually pretty good on the interior drafting. Um, Mac Jones just make that next stride. But coaching, you were saying coaching. That is what everyone wants to know. What the hell is going on with coaching? You bring in Matt Patricia, you know, defensive, not so guru. You know, his stay kind of <laughs> working in Detroit Lions. I was never a fan of his coaching style on the Bill. defensive side. Very passive. Yeah, that don't don't get me started on that. Bill um, wouldn't even high five a child. It became a meme. <laughs> yeah, That's how mad he was. Stadium. But uh, yeah, his defensive coaching eh, left to be desired. I like flow more um, there. He was a previous offensive line coach, so maybe he's going to take some of that offensive row calling. Um, Joe Judge knows, you know. Typical Bill, no specific role position coaches. You know, is it Gerard Mayo who's, you know, coloring the scheme and Steve Belichick that's actually making the play calling? Who knows what's going on? Yeah, that guy, uh, as you know, some of those ridiculous memes that came out of some of those games. Um, Mullet man. Really, it's a lot of question marks. And at the end of the day, it's Bill Belichick. Doesn't really matter. I think the coaches and the players know who's coaching what. The media, if they know or not, doesn't really matter who gives a crap. As long as the players know, the message is cohesive. Um, I, I think that really doesn't matter. But outside of that, secondary, linebackers. 
that's Mac Jones. Does he make the next step? I think he does. He's lost some weight, looking a little slim. Kevin Bourne made that comment. Um, Take it as a shot. Take it as a pro. Over there now as a weapon. Yeah, yeah. TVP. Maybe maybe he helps solidify the group. Who knows? You know, just stay healthy, man. That that's what I need. Yeah. So that being said, question marks. What's your predictions? What is the record? What is the next step? Who's going to be the stars of your team? Oh, it's very hard to sit here and look at the team and say, this is what it's going to be. The landscape with a, we've got a tough schedule. Our first four games are Patriots, Bills, Ravens, and I believe Bengals. That's a hard first four games. Um, It gets a little easier towards the back half, but overall it's going to be a tough year schedule wise. You know, I look, injuries are going to happen, so I'm taking that into account. What injuries? I think it's mostly offensive line. I'm thinking Teron Armstead, maybe Connor Williams, so Michael Dieter's got to step up. Um, I think Robert Hunt's going to be healthy for most of the year. Um, Rohee Moster could very well get re-injured. If he even makes it to week one, he's on track, but who knows? So I think with that being said, our defense is really stacked talent-wise. We've got Christian Wilkinson. We've got Emmanuel Ogba. We've got Andrew Van Ginkles coming along. Um, Secondary is probably the top two, top three in the NFL for sure. We've got X. We've got Byron Jones, two shutdown corners and a ball hawk. We've got Brandon Jones coming on to his own at safety. I'm going to have to say on the defensive side of the ball for a breakout star, I'm going with Javon Holland. Um, Javon Holland has came into the last five, six weeks of the season. Actually, more than that, I'll say the Ravens game was his coming out party last year. That Thursday night game where we went on the to win eight out of the last nine games. He's just he hits hard. He's a ball hawk. He's always there. He's making plays. I think he takes takes that next step at safety um, this season. I think you're going to see him be a lot more fluid. And just be on the field all over the place. I think he's going to make some plays for us. Offensive side, um, I think probably our, our breakout star on the offensive side. I and I know everybody wants to say Tua, but I just I, I can't because there's just so many question marks still with how this coaching is going to go. If they're going to have him pass the ball more than one, 21 times, if it's going to be more run oriented, I can't say one way or another. I mean, other. is he even going to stay healthy? Like that's the thing. Um, I'm going to have to say probably on the offensive side of the ball, I could really honestly see uh, someone on that offensive line like a Robert Hunt being a breakout star. I think he's on that. Uh, I think he's on that upward trend. I know it's not the sexiest pick, but yeah. I'm looking for an, a solid offensive lineman. I think we have one in him. Um, he's shown a lot of. Uh, I mean, dude, he had that hell of a touchdown run in that Ravens game that didn't count where he, he jumps over with that screen pass that turned to a fumble, and he just huddles over and hurls headfirst into the end zone. It doesn't count, but boy, it was awesome. Um, greatest touchdown that never counted. My prediction is we will probably finish, and most Miami fans are going to like this, I think we're probably going to finish at best maybe 9-8. and eight. Could be 8-9. and nine. Um, I don't think we make playoffs this year. And the reason is, before people start saying, how dare you, we're going to win 12 games and make the playoffs, two is going to throw for 5,000 yards, you know, whatever they want to say. Uh, no. I, I just think that it takes time. 
look at San Francisco. That whole scheme that they run took several years to run. Do you remember when they went three and thirteen? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not the flashiest. It's not the best looking offense, right? It's not highlight reels most of the time. Some of them are, like Devo Samuel's, right? Playmakers, George Kittle. It's not highlight reel based offense. It's control possession. It's run first, and it's pass when necessary. And that's an offense that you have to take time, get the guys deep in the playbook, get that figured out. And I don't think you figure that out in one season, especially with a, a guy who's a first-time head coach who was only an offensive coordinator for a season with no solid backing that he actually called plays. Um, so I think that it's going to be rough because of injuries and because it's going to take time for this team to adjust. So that's, that's my bid is I don't think we make playoffs. I think we go eight, and nine or nine and eight, depending I could be wrong. Um, but it's just a tough schedule. A lot of hard teams we're playing against. We play the bills twice. Uh, it's going to be really hard to beat the bills. Um, we play new England. We could split with you guys, but you know, new England is bringing everybody back. It's the same system pretty much. Cause bill runs it, whether people like to hear that or not, it's his show. Um, it's tough. So that's where I think prediction wise and breakout stars. What about new England, Sean? So new England, um, you know, it's pretty much some of the stuff I was just talking about, you know, is, is the defense, you know, is the, some of the parts that they have, because, you know, you lost JC Jackson, some of those old veterans, or the young guy is going to make the next step. Um, me? Mm, no, it, it's probably going to be similar because, you know, you're not going to get the great outside corner play, but I think, you know, it's going to be competitive. So they're, they're going to be scrappy. They're going to, they're going to try to make a movement. I think the depth is good. I think the star power is meh. Um, running game is going to be solid. You know, offense, I think, might actually make some strides. Offensive line for me is going to be just incrementally better. You know, do you get any play out of Isaiah Wynn? Trent Brown, you just got to stay healthy. I think Cole Strange probably wrapped in there with returning David Andrews. You'll get just enough. So that that's either going to be about the same or just a little bit better. Mac Jones, I think, you know, you add another piece of the puzzle with, uh, you know, Thornton, and then you got DVP from Miami. So I think that will help, you know, Kevin Bourne, they start catching on. Trey Nixon is another hot name that's coming out of a uh, camp for the Patriots. Yep. He seems to be coming on, you know, that Ernie Adams seventh round draft pick. Um, So, Hopefully that works out. So that being said, uh, you know, the star star for the Patriots, hopefully, hopefully the stars, Mac Jones, because ultimately it's what it comes down to. My emerge player is going to be Mac Jones. You know, he's just got to take the next step. You know, he, I was throwing around this stat to buzz earlier, you know, out of the NFL, he had the most, 65% completion games. And for a rookie, that's pretty good. But I'm looking for a little more than that. 
turn down the completion percentage down two points. I don't give a crap. It's about touchdowns. It's about putting points. It's about making big plays. Let's see if that weight shaving, you know, a little bit of arm strength because he was looking like kind of like a a pudgy Ben Roethlisberger out there, you know, a little bit shorter. Uh, but he was definitely, definitely a thinner pudgy. Ben Roethlisberger, dude. Don't get it, it dude, twisted. <laughs> th- th- this guy, when he came out, he he had, he had a good old like I, I didn't see any muscle definition Built like and a not, Coke bottle. Baby. And not that like Tom Brady had that either, but you at least knew like. When Tom Brady was going to be out there, you know, he he wasn't going to probably trip over himself. Oh, wait, he did that. Um, so besides that, um, I think the Patriots, you know, what did they do? Ten and six last year? Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and just turn that up one. At first, I was going to say they were going to go down without J.C. Jackson. But I think with them bringing back Malcolm Butler, Terrence Mitchell, you know, and two other corners and Jones looking like he could actually be, you know, a human being out there instead of, you know, being Jalen Mills being boxed out by DVP and just letting him go for a quick slant. No problem. Yeah, it it was embarrassing. Like the guy, he's a nickel corner. He's not an outside corner. I think the Patriots will have at least options at outside corner. So I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to go 11 wins, 11 wins, 11 and six. Okay. Yeah. Cause you know, the NFL added on an extra yeah. game. Why not? You know, take away the preseason add on to regular season. So that's what I got for the Patriots this year. Wild card yet again. Wild card. Well, I uh, I have to say it's going to be interesting to see what happens. We are in June. It's a little lull period in football. Of course, OTAs are done. People are taking breaks, of course, until we get to the end of July. Um, that's when we start getting more preseason coming in August and whatnot. So kickoff's about 70-something days away, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, again, you know, we're – we're getting down to it. I think it's going to be interesting season to say the least, but if you want to catch us, everybody, again, we're on Apple podcasts. We're on Podbean, We're on YouTube and we're on Instagram. So we'll be coming back to you again on a consistent basis as we lead up to the season. Of course, once the season does start, we will be here weekly consistently with our tears, our joy, our frustration with uh, however this season shakes out. Maybe Mac Jones tears his ACL week one. Oh, <laughs> what the maybe, hell? I mean, that's maybe, more like two of anything. Hey, what if Josh Allen tears his ACL in the early season or something horrible happens? To that? Now Buffalo's in trouble. It could be up for grabs. Who knows, man? Would Desha- Will Deshaun Watson get his games appealed and get down to like maybe six, seven games. I don't no. know for suspension. No, we'll see. No, I want to see the Baker thing play out. So let, let's hope <laughs> that he does stay suspended. But yeah, anyhow, we'll see. But uh, thanks for joining us again here again, everybody. We will be back again with more. And again, hit subscribe and follow. And we will be presenting more Rivals of the East here. Take care, everybody. Peace.